Hello and welcome to the FDT TV podcast. This is the premier podcast for the World Cup. It has now started. Uh, Qatar got off to a really bad start against Ecuador. A former West Ham player run that match. England today, 6-2. Wales versus USA. We don't know. Currently going on 0-0 in the first half, I still believe. But more to come in this podcast, not just World Cup. Giovanni Va- Giovanni Van Brockhurst has been sacked by Rangers. Gerard's tipped yep. to go back. Uh, Ronaldo's been sacked. He's offered himself to Real Madrid for six months to, to cover for the injured Benzema. And TeamViewer are looking at pulling the plug on their £235 million shirt sponsorship at Manchester United after Ronaldo's revealing interview. With me this week, as always, Mr. Michael Hawes. How are you doing? Oh, very well, thanks. for yourself? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. I did watch England. I'm still not convinced it's coming home, but we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> if you haven't already, before we start, make sure you go to the YouTube channel and subscribe. It really helps out and lets us know that you're sort of enjoying. Uh, get involved in the comment section below. Let us know your thoughts on any of our topics, whether that be on Twitter or on YouTube or whatever thing you're watching us on spotify apple Podcasts, whatever it is get involved in whatever way you can uh but mike i think we'll start with qatar they lost uh to ecuador quite decisively uh we thought it was going to be a little bit of a funny game um but what, what do you make of their chances of progressing out of that group um slim to none and i think slim has just gone home um <laughs> so uh, to, to be honest i i was actually surprised that the game was as close as it was mm. because i'm not i'm not sure if if that could have been a potential cricket score obviously we saw a bit of controversy within the early stages of the game um so i'm not sure if if they were trying to do something just to not embarrass the host nation because i think that's the first time a host nation hasn't won um a or the opening game i believe i believe i think i heard that stat so um i i don't know but i would be very surprised if in fact no i I don't know whether i would be surprised or not um no i wouldn't be surprised if they didn't make it out of the group because i don't think they're very good uh i think it's a fast that they got uh, the um the World Cup anyway, yep. there's a lot of stuff that's already gone wrong, um, which I'm sure we'll come on to in a little bit, so I won't spoil the surprise. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I don't I don't think they've got enough in them to uh, to go out of the group. No, and their Aspire Academy, which is currently being run by former Premier League favourite Tim Cahill, um, is producing some decent players. I don't think they, they did themselves any harm. Disservice. Uh, as, mm. Yeah, uh, but... Yeah, a lot of those players not born in Qatar. It's not a big country. Um, and if you spread the how far away the stadiums are from each other, you're looking at sort of the size of Yorkshire. So it's not a particularly big country whatsoever. Um, mm. With that being said, England played the second game in the World Cup. And we did run out 6-2 winners. Now, sort of to be expected against Iran... Although they are the 20th top-ranked team in the world, when you look at we didn't play defensively, 6-2, what do you make of that? Do you think that's a, a good score, or do you think it, we should have, it should have been more? Um, I think that it was actually 
a lot better than I thought it was going to be. From looking at how we were, I think, prejudging the team. Yep. Um, from when the, the squad was selected. We did say that it was quite defensive-minded, too many midfielders, mm -hmm. uh, some of the wrong players going to the tournament. But I was actually, I've got to say, I was pleasantly surprised that even when we were like 3-0 up at one point, the fact that we were looking out to go and get more is is very unlike a Gareth Southgate England, uh, England team. Yep. So I've I've got to say, I'm I'm very positive. I know it's only the first game, um, so I'm not going to get all Arsenal top of the league um, mentality on uh, on anyone just yet. But I'm I'm very very happy with the first game on how we um, on how we played. Yeah, we'll say it is one of those it is one of those fixtures that you, we expected a win. I think regardless, that was the game we're going to win in this in this competition. Um, Harry Kane played 75 minutes. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he didn't, uh, he, he didn't score a goal. He didn't have a shot on target, for that matter. Callum Wilson come on, set up a goal. I know. I think Kane got one assist as well. Do yep. you think his role has changed from being the, the the sort of that target man in the middle, the main man? He was dropping deeper, letting Sterling and Saka run on. Do you think that will bode well attacking wise? In, in future games, or or do you think that's something we, we're only going to see against lesser opposition? No, I I, I think he's he's ha he certainly had to adapt his role um, even at Tottenham because mm -hmm. he it was never really been one for pace anyway. Uh, but we see it over the last last season um, that his his role has significantly changed. I know he was coming or cropping up with goals as well. Yeah. Um, but his assist total I think was astronomical for um for the premier league so it is definitely seeing his his role has or he has to adapt uh because it doesn't have a pace anymore yeah he's got the physicality yeah he can still bang in goals but um i think for for this tournament we will more than likely see a different harry kane to what we have seen over the last two tournaments i think he's been in um even even that even saying that i mean when you look at his performances in the last in the Euros, I think it was even coming away with the the golden boot, he he still or a lot of those were from penalties, mm -hmm. very few in open play. So I definitely think he'll get on the score sheet if there are any penalties involved, one hundred percent. And obviously, if he's on the pitch, um, I've got to be honest, I didn't really think much of him today. Yep. Um, other than the assist, but again, that could just be due to the fact that he's he's either been told he has to change mm -hmm. or um, he's just naturally changed his position. It's almost like he's playing the number nine. It's playing the false nine position. Yeah, so that, that same you know role I mean? he played under Mourinho and got all those assists. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so my biggest concern um, could have answered itself, but... I'm not convinced at the other end of the pitch. So we did concede two goals um, against Iran. They had three shots on target, uh, which yep. is more concerning, considering out of the whole game, we dominated in shots, in possession, in in absolutely everything. Um, but they, they still managed to get two past us. Now, the first goal, I will put down to a fault of a missed tackle and an out of position by Harry, Harry Maguire. 
who very shortly after left the pitch holding his head under concussion protocol as far as we know. So that being said, he has to, uh, if it is if it was under concussion protocol, he potentially has to sit out for 10 days. So we could see him at a later part in the tournament, but that one missed tackle which led to that first goal, which... If I'm honest, I think if Ramsdale or Pope was in goal, it wouldn't have been a goal. It's only because Jordan Pickford's got little arms that it went in well over his head. Um, but but are you convinced defensively that we can keep up with some of the more astute attacking teams in this tournament? I, ne- I never really fancy our defence anyway. Um, I know we've got options this year um, with the likes of Kieran Trippier. He's, he, even today, I thought he was brilliant. Yeah. Um, John Stones, Ben White is another option now that um, potentially seeing Harry Maguire out that we do have that cover. We've yep. got Connor Cody. We've got we have got options, mm-hmm. but I I will s- stand by the fact that we will always be our own downfall when it comes to defending. I I very much say the same about Arsenal. Um, sorry to keep bringing it back to to club football, but. Um, I think with the ability that that England have, we do have quite a substantial attacking options. And like I mentioned earlier, I think it's 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 actually a refreshing change to see us go on the front foot for a change. And I think we may have to adopt that mentality for for this tournament that we just have to try and outscore our opponents. And I know that sounds like a ridiculous Michael Owenism. Yeah. Um, but. If if we can see two, we need to score four. So not not even by a one goal margin. We mm-hmm. need to go out and get goals early because towards the end of the game, I think there's going to be tired minds. We've already seen uh, in some of the the Premier League fixtures fatigue already setting into into the players due to the fixture congestion. So I do think there are going to be some tired minds already. Yep. And as we get into the latter stages of the game, obviously the heat's not going to help. Um, the team's only been thrown together since last Tuesday. Yep. Um, so there's not really much time to to get the, the same level of understanding as with your own Premier League club. Mm-hmm. But I think we'll do okay. But yes, it is a concern. Yep, fair enough. And just a quick update in our group. USA are 1-0 up against Wales at half-time. Uh, I think his nice. name's Timothy Weir, George Weir's son, uh, has put away a lovely pass from Christian Pulisic of Chelsea, who's run through the middle of Wales, essentially unopposed, put a lovely weighted ball in, and he's just poked it past Wayne Hennessy, which is a bit of a weird choice for goalkeeper. Um but yeah, so they they are they are currently drawing with us, sitting second in the group. Meaning that if it stays the same, uh, then then we will be going in three points each on Friday. Um, let's let's look at something that that we always like to be a little bit controversial. VAR. So in the first game, we see that the new offside technology work in some senses. I don't now. The by letter of the law, yes, it was offside, but was it really offside? Do you know what I mean? It, it, there was there was more go on. It wasn't a direct attribution to goal. After that, it, the goalkeeper marked it up again. Uh, but two players have to be behind the ball. One of them is usually the goalkeeper. Uh, it wasn't, and his knee was offside. 
it ruled off Enna Valencia's first goal, which meant his his hat trick didn't count. Uh, but but do you think that that should have been explained better? Because it seemed to me like lots of people on Twitter and online didn't really understand the offside rule and were saying, well, no, there's still a player, he's still in front of the last defender. Uh, he wasn't. What do you make of the situation? I think <clears throat> the same with, with everything about this World Cup. Um, there, there needs to be more clarity on some stuff. Yep. Um, it's... But I understand what you mean, actually, because when I went onto Twitter yesterday, there was there seemed to be loads of people questioning the the decisions and all that sort of stuff. And you had some people that were, I think, up to date with the the knowledge and stuff, so were were able to correct it. I mean, you do get the the occasional ask. I was like, don't you know? I understand how football works and all that sort of shit. <laughs> but um, yeah, some some extra clarity would wouldn't go amiss. But um, I. I I'm interested to see how it works for for the remainder of the tournament. Obviously, there are things that have already gone wrong yes. so far uh, with technology and stuff, and, uh, not necessarily just within <laughs> the uh, within the stadiums, but outside the stadiums as well. So, yeah. I'll be interested to see how the technology is adapted and used within uh, within the remainder of the tournament. Yeah. So the the other incidents I do want to mention, obviously, Harry Maguire, uh, and I think it was Declan Rice for one corner were wrestled to the floor physically wrestled VAR didn't want to didn't want to know didn't look at it Iran got one of their goals from a penalty which was a shirt pull by John Stones but not to the same level so we're already seeing the inconsistencies there um, in the Senegal versus the Netherlands game uh, there was a couple of shirt pulls in that a uh, couple of penalty appeals VAR again didn't really want to know um, but it, it seems to be inconsistent throughout. So we're seeing more of the Premier League sort of VAR than we are everywhere else. Do you think it's mm. time, if if this goes really badly, there's going to be international backlash over VAR? Do you think the Premier League may bow to it and maybe scrap it? Or do you think it's here to stay regardless and we just have to put up with complete controversies and not being consistent in any way, shape or form for the rest of our footballing lives? Uh, unfortunately, I do think there's going to be a case of if VAR is here to stay. I think too much money's been pumped into it for it not to to be used. Oh, I will be very surprised if mm-hmm. we just decided to go. Do you know what? It's not good enough. We um, we don't appreciate it in our game. It's causing more problems than it's worth. Let's just scrap it off. I really don't see that happening. Um, we have seen, I suppose, some improvements. Not very many, but there there are times where we go, okay, yeah, that was the correct decision and all that. But I'll say by and large, we're always going to be hit with inconsistencies because um, a lot of the stuff is uh, subjective. Yeah. And it's something that we've spoken about countless times uh, throughout what we decide, or sorry, what we view as one decision. Um, normally when it goes against our own teams, it's VAR shit, but... Um, no, it's it's always going to be inconsistent because there's that human element in there, and I know this this new one is supposed to speed up the decision making for for offsides and all this sort of stuff. But yep. um, I think 
whilst there's still a human operating it, we're still going to see inconsistencies, as we've already seen. Yeah, well, so to say, I, I, I think you're right, if I'm totally honest. I do think you're right. It'd be nice for it to be consistent. Um, and it would nice for it to be consistent at the World Cup, so we could then point around and go, actually, it's the Premier League that are bad. But uh, yeah. that doesn't seem to be the case. Um, one last thing about the World Cup, which I think is an interesting point, which... I don't think many people have really picked up on. So the the One Love Captain's Armband, which is in support for uh, the LGBT plus community, um, was ruled out by FIFA. That they, they banned it. They said it's a political statement. We're in a country where that's frowned upon. Uh, so therefore, uh, we don't want political statements in football. You can't wear it. Um, which all the captains have sort of... So thus far in the tournament have... Um, gone with and bowed to to their decisions. Some of the pundits saying, "Well, they should have just taken the yellow card." But actually, no. If it's been banned by FIFA, there will be some retrospective action for doing so. So, so mm-hmm. probably be wise not to. The interesting thing being is on the BBC, Alex Scott was wearing a One Love armband, which I thought was strange because she no longer plays football. Uh, she is only a pundit, but uh, with a doing so against what FIFA have said. Uh, because it's a political statement, being on the British Broadcasting Channel, uh, being someone who tries to be uh, independent of any sort of political statements, do and it being hosted in a country where women are classed as second-class citizens, do you think we will see much more of her? Because my thoughts on it are she will probably be removed from broadcasting uh, one for her own safety in that country, and two because it's going, it's, it's making a political statement that shouldn't be made on that channel. What's, what? What do you make of that whole situation? It's a very difficult one, isn't it? Because I know um, <clears throat> FIFA come out and said there's going to be repercussions for um, displaying the armbands mm. and all that sort of stuff. And I know there's even even the comments and stuff that come out yesterday from uh, I think it was Gary Lineker or yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was, was Gary Lineker, yeah. basically saying that it, um, we should be standing up to to it all, and but I, 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 I suppose to an extent I, I agree to it. And interestingly, we were having um, uh, a discussion very much like this uh, the other day, yeah. and I think it's I kind of get it from the equal opportunities um, and treating people fairly and all this sort of stuff. I, I completely get it. Yep. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's very difficult from, I'm trying to think how to say, say this without coming across as an asshole. Um, are, are you going along the lines of what I think you are, which is, which is along my sort of view of culturally, that is their belief and we yep. are being hosted by them. So it would only be appropriate for the short time that we are visiting their country to uh, go by the law of the land. And I think there's a big thing over here about if people come over here, they should they should bow to our laws and not be able to do what they like. And I think in most part that 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 is right. If if you go to a different country, you're you're subject to their laws and actually being. Um, aware of everything going on in the world and the differences in, in peoples and belief systems and things like that is, is it's only respectful to to go with what they're putting down essentially mm. um not to say that that necessarily morally 
that's right or that that doesn't fit in with your belief system but i think you have to be able to be go let's take one step removed and go actually respectfully that's that's your deal you no one has to go there no one has to watch it no one has to it's a it's a choice and if you if you're choosing to involve yourself with that with traveling with whatnot then it would only be fair to to respect the wishes of the nation that are hosting it yes that's that, spot on that that's that's the, it's a bit hard it is very hard to 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 um put put down or put put down put out there eloquently eloquently but i think that that sort of sums it up um yes and say i think the fact that fifa said we don't want any political statements and she's made one on a on that channel that is is very much of, about being impartial i think she could be in hot water if i'm totally honest um mm. so we will wait and see i'm sure there'll probably be an apology at minimum come out at some point um but yeah whether whether that goes any further i don't know um mm. so w- moving on from the world cup Giovanni van Bronckhurst has been sacked after a bit of a miserable display from Rangers in the uh, Champions League. And they're not particularly pulling up trees in the Scottish Premier League, considering it's only really a two-club team. Oh, sorry, a two-club league. And they went unbeaten, didn't they, under, under Gerard? Mm-hmm. Um, so he's now been sacked. Gerard is out of a job. Do you think he might go back or do you think he'll distance himself from the job? Because I think Sean Dyche and there's one other geezer I'd not really heard of that have been linked with it. I I, th- I think that's a tough one um, because obviously he did so well under his uh, first tenure at uh, Rangers. As you said, undefeated. Und- I think Rangers are currently nine points off of a leader Celtic as yep. it stands at the moment. Um, but I'm not sure if they're pulling the trigger too early. I say too early. I think he's been in for a season and a half now. So um, I I kind of get it. But at the, at the same time, I, I, I don't know. I'm just getting so sick of this whole sacking managers because the results aren't going your way. You have to sometimes ride out those, yeah. um, those opportunities. You're not going to win the league unless you're Man City year in, year out. Obviously, you're going to strengthen. Your opponents are going to strengthen. They might strengthen in the areas which are your weaknesses, and obviously, they then come and flaunt those weaknesses and stuff. But yeah. I think football. I know, I know there's a lot of money within football. Mm-hmm. A lot of money, sponsorship deals, television rights, and all this sort of stuff. There's a lot of money. So, you, and it is a results-driven business. So you need to obviously be on top of your game constantly, but I think some teams do jump too quickly to to sack a manager, and it may be the right time, obviously, because there is the the World Cup and stuff going on at the moment, so it gives them an opportunity to, obviously, as we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, have your mini preseason, um, do some warm weather training and, and stuff like that. Yep. So I, I I get it, but at the same time, I'm a little bit sick of managers being given the chop. Yeah. Um, so quickly. I, I mean, Arteta. Could and sh- could have been sacked about four or five times over the last two and a bit years or three and a bit years. Um, I'm glad that we stuck with him because we're kind of seeing the fruits of his labour as it stands at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's they're, they're, they're not going to get relegated, are they? 
No. And it only takes it only takes Celtic to then have three bad results for them to be right back into it. Yeah, we said they've only so. lost two games all season, three draws, the rest of wins, fifteen games played. Do you think that potentially the the fact that Gerard is available? Oh yeah, has come into <laughs> the situation or come into that that thinking of of potentially like well. We know it. We we know it was good under him. Everyone seemed to enjoy it. It was the best spell of football we've had in a long, long time. Uh, and and there's the potential for him to come back and and, and rebring that philosophy back to the club. Do you, do you think that had maybe something to do with the decision? Quite possibly. Sorry, I've I've just realised I didn't answer your question in the slightest or for your original question. Uh, Stephen Gerrard, back at Rangers. Um, <clears throat> no, I don't think they will go for him. In all honesty. You think it'd be um, a one and done rather than trying to relive what they they had? Exactly. Right. And we've already seen him jump ship for a better opportunity that come around. Yep. And do they want that again in a year's time? Say, for example, they get Stephen Gerrard back into Rangers. He ends up winning the league again. Some other team, like Wolves or someone, recruit um, sack their manager and then they need another top-level manager, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a potential he's going to jump ship again. Yeah. So I would say for Rangers, nah, he's had his chance. He did well. Um, I think you're you're only going to possibly damage your reputation. I think Neil Lennon um, at Celtic. Yeah. I know he did um, two stints there. I I think I actually might still be there. Um, I don't know off the top of my head if, if he's still. But anyway, I, I, I know the second the, the his, first, his second stint wasn't as good as the first one, was it? Exactly. Exactly. So. Um, yeah, I, I think it's it's potentially a bad thing if they were to go for Rangers, uh, if they were to go for Gerard again, because they could see it when a better opportunity comes up, he's just going to leave them high and dry again. Um, but with the success they had with him, it wouldn't surprise me if he did go back. Yeah, well, that's 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 fair enough. That's fair. Enough. So uh, I think moving on quite swiftly, Ronaldo. The, the second half of the interview came out. Obviously, we discussed it in its full length. Since then, um, he's he's sort of been barred from returning to Manchester United. We see some confusing pictures of him uh, turning up uh, and shaking Bruno Fernandez's hand. Sort of a bit of a sour reception, um, and Manchester United were reportedly taking steps in trying to sue him personally uh, for sort of disparaging their character. Um, so so his Manchester United career is over, which is sort of what we, we anticipated he wanted. Um, and obviously Benzema got injured and he's ruled out for the rest of the season uh, in the lead up to this World Cup. Ronaldo's offered himself... And I think he's offered himself free of charge to Real Madrid. Do you think they may take up that offer as a a, a replacement? One hundred percent. And I think if he's <clears throat> if he's offered to do it free of charge, he's he's said countless times that he wants to play Champions League football, which is why he wanted to leave Manchester United at the end of um, this end of last season. Sorry, wanted to play Champions League football again. Hasn't been picked recently, so I think. As much as this was a, I need to get, I need to wear my story. I think it's quite obviously, I want to wear my story because I want out of the club. Yeah. And I don't really care if it damages my reputation. I'm still one of the best footballers in the world. Still at 37 years old. Um, I can still pull it. I can still do a job. Mm-hmm. Um, if 
to be honest, I think even if he was to take a significantly reduced wage, um, I think Real Madrid would would come in for him. Yeah, one hundred percent. Especially if his contract's been terminated. Yeah, we say he's done nothing but but sing their praises, and the fact he is fit for the open out against Ghana, uh, and still theoretically could go on a, a fair run, take take Portugal. They're not a bad team to the latter stages of this World Cup, um, proving to Manchester United once again that. I think they're in the wrong. Um, so with with that, the the, the aftermath of his uh, interview, the shirt sponsor of Manchester United, Team Viewer, uh, are weighing up pulling the plug on their shirt sponsorship, which is the remaining fee that they're they're looking at pulling out is two hundred thirty five million US dollars. I don't know why it's always done in US dollars, but it is. It's a huge chunk of cash. Um, and once again, showing that uh, there may be some more truths in, in what's being said, or at least people don't want to be associated with the Glazers and uh, Manchester United any longer. Um, it's not the first mm-hmm. shirt deal that's been pulled. Um, do you think there may be, just as Manchester United look like they're on that on the turn turning that ship around from, from where it was um, since Ferguson left, do you think this may be a point where it's sort of like that iceberg moment um, and, and they, they, they sink right back down the league again? It's either going to go one or two ways. I, I think it's really difficult for it to um, to make any sort of predictions. And I know this is me being really boring and sitting on the fence again, mm. but it's, it's so hard because it's either going to go one of two ways. Obviously, once... As, as you just said, tip of the iceberg um, and they end up, or this being the hitting of the iceberg and we do see it affects the the club, the team, um, morale and they could end up tanking. Yeah. Just as as you said, the, the tide was turning on that. However, it could also be kind of like a bit of a kick up the arse for them and they'll want to go out and have a point to prove. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know... One man is not a team, but when you've got someone that's a Ballon d'Or winner, a a legend of any club that he's been to, one of the best footballers ever coming out and giving such, as I mentioned last week, such a damning indictment of <clears throat> of that particular football club. Yeah, it's it's going to be very hard for Manchester United to kind of disprove all these claims and all this sort of stuff. I mean, I know um, there's there's certain things that they can come out and just say, oh, it's just not true, blah, 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 blah. Um, but I, I really don't know. I I personally think, here we go, I personally think this is going to be a kick up the arse for Man U that I don't really want to see um, because they do have some absolute quality within their team. Um, obviously, we've seen Ronaldo being left out of the team yeah, just recently, and has been, or they have been much better than when he has been in the team. Mm-hmm. Granted, Harry Maguire was uh, a contrib- contributing factor to that as yep. well. Um, but I do think this is going to be a rocket up the backside for Manchester United to make Ronaldo look like the bad person, almost in a sense of um, look, we are we are spending money. Look, we are updating things. Look, it, it's not all true. 
Uh, it's just what he's trying to say. Um, I, mm. Yeah, I, I get what you mean by that. I think only time will tell. Um, mm. Now, I think a good way to go on with this, because there is, there is something else that's come out, but I, I'm sure people will know about it around Manchester United. I don't really want to mention it again, because the guy's uh, an arsehole, but he's, he's caught dates now next year. Um, that, that's as much as I'm going to say on it, because he doesn't deserve the time of day. Um, yep. But a young prospect... The only England player not to be playing in the Premier League, Jude Bellingham. For me, today, man of the match against uh, Iran, he was everywhere. Absolutely brilliant. Scored the opener. Um, Now, my money would be on him being player of the tournament if he carries on with performances like that. Um, Do you think that potentially he's... His uh, ability and class in that first game is going to build too much pressure on him as a young person. He's only 19 um, to carry England for the rest of it. Or do you think it will only lead to good things? I, 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 I genuinely think it will lead to good things because he was involved in the uh, in the Euros, wasn't he? He, and was, he was yeah. even younger then, so it would have been 17, 18 mm-hmm. at the time. Um, it didn't seem to phase him. Then he's got a very mature head yep. uh, on his shoulders. And I, I think that that could be said for some of the other players within uh, the England team, i.e. your, your Sackers, um, you got Mason Mount and all the others. It's, it's, it's a fairly young squad. Um, I don't, for, I, I do agree with you. I thought it was absolutely brilliant today. Um and it very much strikes me as kind of like how Calvin Phillips, when he first broke onto the the England scene, yep. how well, <coughs> excuse me, how well he did. Mm. Because I'll be completely honest, I didn't really know who Calvin Phillips was when he first broke onto the England team. Didn't really pay much attention to him. The Yorkshire Pierlo. Did did, sorry? The Yorkshire Pierlo. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know that now. <laughs> but I... Um, yeah, I th- I think this is going to be an, an excellent platform for him, mm. um, and it wouldn't surprise me because I know obviously he's playing in the Bundesliga at the moment. Is, yeah, um, it wouldn't surprise me, and I know his name's been touted out a few times for the likes of Liverpool and mm. Manchester City, and um, I think Manchester United were, was there was even a link for him in the last yeah. transfer window. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he keeps going on the way he's going within the first match. Uh, replicated in others it wouldn't yeah. surprise me A if he is player of the tournament but B we see him in the Premier League next season I think you might be right and I think if I'm honest uh, that performance is only increases transfer value um, if he and if right hypothetically if he carries on like that and we win the World Cup I think any transfer for him will end up being a new world record yeah that, that's my that's my gauge on it um, but Every week, we do do some predictions. Now, last week, for the World Cup opener, we did have a separate special show, so I hope you all tuned in for that. Uh, We only have one game to predict this week. But before we get to that, I think it's time for a quick recap as to who got what, what the current scores are, and what we're playing for. So, Mike, what were the games we predicted last week, and who did well and who didn't? Okay. So the uh, we obviously picked the the World Cup opener. Uh, I'll try that again. We tr- we picked the World Cup opener, 
which was uh, Qatar versus Ecuador. And the second game that we predicted was Iran versus England. Yeah. And Qatar versus Ecuador, I think you were slightly ambitious uh, with your predictions. Uh, you went for 7-1 to Ecuador, mm-hmm. um, and I went 3-1. Obviously, as you mentioned uh, earlier on, and for those who have seen it, the score was 2-0. Uh, so it's a point each for the uh, correct uh, result, but not the correct score. Yeah. Um, the Iran versus England, you had... Uh, 1-1 and I had a 2-1 I thought it was going to be a lot closer given the brand of football that was played during the Nations League camp or the recent Nations League campaign yep. um, but quite easily 6-2 winners uh, so I get a point and nothing for you because you predicted a draw so two points to me one point to you for this week uh, sorry for last week and the scores uh, I have regained a two point lead so I am now on 29 you are on 27 Ooh. Um, Ooh. the game that we are going to predict this week um, I think it's, it's very early on in the competition so we'll just keep it nice and simple for um, the England fixtures at the moment obviously it'll give us a chance to look at some um, more more important fixtures or bigger fixtures coming up over the next couple of weeks. Obviously, mm-hmm. we get the uh, the opening games out of the way. But um, England versus USA is the next prediction for our Thursday or Friday, I think it Fr- is. Friday at 7 o'clock. Uh, 7 o'clock, yes. Um, what is the, the... Before I make my prediction, what is the current score between Wales and England? Uh, well, well, Wales and England hasn't kicked off yet, but I, I, I believe um, it, I believe it's still one nil. Wales and the USA. Uh, I believe it's still one nil. And as you can see, the lovely trophy to my right, possibly left. I don't know what what side of the screen it will turn up. Uh, is what we play for. This this is the predictions trophy, and I currently hold it. Uh, Mike has had it for two seasons now, uh, uh, but last year I let him have a little lead, let him think he was going to retain it again, and we brought it home. Uh, much like England, and not so. Mike, you're b- dressed as England. Uh, you're not bringing this home. It's staying right here with me. Um, England versus no. USA. Let's get mm-hmm. into that game, shall we? Now, I'm sure some of you will be aware that my prediction is England will go out at the group stage. The 6-1 didn't really do that prediction any favours, but uh, that doesn't necessarily reflect what is going to happen from now. So I think this game will be our first loss of the tournament or will it I don't know I haven't really decided yet Uh, (laughs) I think what did I say I think no I think I'm going to go with a loss I think that um, going forward we will dominate again but we will be caught out by some of the younger faster players that uh, the USA have, and I think we'll probably set up a little bit more negatively, especially being as uh, if they're coming into the game with three points, we're going to play for a point, which is the wrong way round to do it, and I think they're going to nick us 3-2. Three, 3-2, two. Three, two. okay. That's that's my prediction. I don't. I, I wanted to go. I want to go one nil, but no, I think I think we'll definitely score, uh, but I think we'll be left open at the back. Three two. Okay. Well, I know for for a fact that we've got. Um, Arsenal's young backup keeper in goal for the USA, Matt Turner. Um, haven't really seen him um, as a, a standout goalkeeper. I mean, he's been fairly solid um, in his appearances in an Arsenal shirt. Does seem to have a bit of a flap in him, though. Um, but we have, I think, a slight advantage where we've got a couple of players within um, the England ranks, Isaka and Ben White. 
where we could um, kind of exploit any weaknesses because obviously they see him every day in training. Um, so we'll be, know how he works. But um, in fact, no but. No but at all. Uh, from from the performance that we saw today, like I said, I was quite surprised with how offensive we were in that um, in that fixture, and I can only see us kind of building on that because I think once we get this game out of the way, um, it does make life a lot easier um, for the for the game against Wales. So I am going to go for. I am going to go for... I think I'm going to be a bit more reserved on that. I think I'm going to go for a 2-0 win to England on this one. Fair enough. It's it's not it's not unplausible or implausible, uh, but I, I, yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. I think Harry Maguire being out makes us stronger, which is sort of bottled my plan up for, for what's going to go on. Uh, but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully he's fit and well and he plays and mucks up again. Um it's bad to say that, isn't it? But I feel like if I if I if I get involved and get get excited about England, we we'll just be disappointed anyway. If I if I'm aiming for disappointment, I can only be excited. Um, <laughs> so yeah, let let us know in the comment section below on the YouTube channel what your predictions are for the England USA game on Friday. Um, I don't think there's that much more that's really gone on apart from the start of the World Cup this week in football. Have you got anything else to add to it, it Mike? No, nothing really from me, uh, other than just um, WSL was kind of heating up a little bit. Yeah. Um, obviously, we did see the Arsenal girls get beaten in a last-minute um, goal against uh, Manchester United. So, um, it's good to see that one kind of heating up a bit and could uh, could be an excellent season again. Yep. Going down to the wire. Um, but nothing really from, from me yep. other than that. Very good. Well, on that note, then we will leave. We will leave it with a final message of: it's not coming home, and we'll see you 